Because God is faithful to us, let us be faithful to Him. You're listening to Wonder Lake Bible Church, building mature followers of Jesus Christ. Find us online at wlbiblechurch.org. Now, here's Pastor Dan Cox with today's message. Well, folks, uh, today is a celebration. It's a celebration of God's love, of God's goodness, and of God's faithfulness to us. You know, normally what we do here at this point in our service as I stand up here is we'll open up the Word of God. We'll look at a particular passage and we'll seek to understand that passage and apply that passage and what it says to us here today. And we're going to do a little bit of that today, but mostly for today is we're just going to talk about the faithfulness of God. We're going to look at a number of different scriptures, but I want to talk about the faithfulness of God. And what does it mean when scripture says that he is faithful? And how, in what ways specifically, is God faithful to us, to his people? How has God been faithful to this church, Wonder Lake Bible Church, for 75 years And then we're going to hear a little bit, too, from some of our missionaries as well. But after all that, we might ask, well, well, so what? So God is faithful. What do you want me to do about it? What should we do about it? Well, we're going to answer that question here today. What should we do? Because God is faithful. So first off, again, just a happy anniversary uh, to all of you. And again, this is not a celebration of us. This is a celebration of God and God's goodness and God's faithfulness to us. Uh, Now, many of you know this story, but some of you don't. So I just wanted to give you a brief uh, story, the story or the history of Wonder Lake Bible Church. Now, I want you to know that for the details on this, I blatantly ripped off Ralph Babineau, you know, who wrote something out on this. At least that's what I thought. I thought I I went to him last night and said, Ralph, by the way, I'm I'm ripping you off for this history of the church. He did this great uh, posting on Facebook for that. So I'm just going to, you know, take that as kind of a guide. And he said, oh, no, actually, Ralph told me, no, I ripped you off because that's what you said 15 years ago at our 60th anniversary. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Boy, it stinks getting older and forgetting stuff like that, right? So, so I guess I'm ripping myself off, you know, with this then and doing that. But actually, that's not really because both Ralph and I are blatantly ripping off Linda Ferris because she is our resident church historian, and that's ultimately where this a lot of this stuff came from, you know. So, so, uh, so thanks to Linda uh, for much of this information. But, you know, the, the church here began as a Sunday school ministry for children in April of 1945. Uh, Wonder Lake residents, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Morris Ness, they brought a group of six children into their living room to teach them the gospel. And soon thereafter, there were more kids that were coming for that. And soon thereafter, the Wonder Lake Gospel Center was born. Uh, Mr. Ness enlisted the support of several Christian friends, and they began to gather not only more kids, but then also then adults uh, began coming as well and meeting on Sunday afternoons. Now, at that time, there was no church of any kind in this small community. A small vacation community was how Wonder Lake was originally conceived. So they decided then it was time for a church here. And so they decided to establish a non-denominational biblical outreach for the people of Wonder Lake. And so they did that. They began that. After the Ness family, though, they moved away. God's work continued then in that home. 
And eventually, a little more room was needed for that, so there were some partitions that were removed until the entire front of the house was the sanctuary. And eventually, it became a full-service church. The basement was made into Sunday school rooms. The back portion of the house became a parsonage, and that building is still in existence today. You may know it as the Justin's Wonder Lake Funeral Home on Hancock Drive, That was originally the Ness House, which became the first Wonder Lake, well, it was called the Wonder Lake Gospel Center at that time. That was the beginning of the church there. They called a pastor, uh, Frank Anderson. He was retired. He came out of retirement uh, from Chicago, and it it was changed then to the Wonder Lake Gospel Church. And they held their first worship service then as a church 75 years ago on Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday of 1947. And I believe that was March 30th of that year. So technically March 30th was the anniversary, but we decided let's make it Palm Sunday since that was the day. So that's when it began then. Well, Pastor Anderson retired in 1955, and the church called Richard Wright from Muskegon, Michigan. He was a recent graduate of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and Pastor Wright's first sermon was on Mother's Day, and they hired him within a week, and he served faithfully then from 1955 until 1981, and it was early in Pastor Wright's tenure then that the name of the church was changed from the Wonder Lake Gospel Church to Wonder Lake Bible Church. And so as the church grew, it became necessary then to build a new building. Uh, Property was purchased uh, on Howe Road at the north end of the lake, and a new building was completed and formally dedicated, which we are all sitting in right here in 1971. And after Pastor Wright retired in 1981, there was another Moody graduate named Merle Conklin. He became the pastor in 1982, and he served faithfully until the year 2000. And during Pastor Conklin's tenure, the family center and the new lobby and the restrooms in that area, that addition was put in place there in 1995. And that new addition provided some much-needed space for a growing Awana program for community children. And then in the year 2000, WLBC began a search for a new pastor, eventually hiring some young kid named Dan Cox, who was also a graduate of Moody Bible Institute, as well as Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. So Moody Bible Institute, Moody Bible Institute, Moody Bible Institute. I'm sensing a pattern here. Anybody else seeing that here? Uh, But so far, during Pastor Dan's tenure so far, there have been extensive renovations and technological updates have occurred, as well as the introduction of an adult educational ministry lovingly called Wonder Lake Bible Institute. I'm sensing a pattern here uh, with this. Well, in 2020 then... Uh, The COVID pandemic forced the church to go online only for several months. How many of you remember that? Yeah, not that long. Even I remember that, right? Um, And it also uh, caused us to alter uh, the way we conduct some of our ministries for nearly two years. But through it all, though, God has generously provided... And for that, we are deeply grateful. You know, over the years, there have been many changes and challenges, but God has consistently proven himself faithful to this church in Wonder Lake. And so we pray that God will continue to bless our community through the people and the ministries of Wonder Lake Bible Church. So we give thanks to God for that here today. God is faithful. God is faithful. I want us to look briefly at our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 
verses 4 through 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. I said, and here is the key idea that I want us to take away from our, our message here today. And that is, because God is faithful to us, let us be faithful to him. Because God is faithful to us, let us be faithful to him. Before we look at our text here, a little, little context here, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And many of you know, when you, when you do a study of Corinthians and you do a little background there and uh, you, you discover that Corinth was considered kind of the poster child of dysfunctional churches, wasn't it? They had all kinds of problems going on in that church. You know, it has been said there is no perfect church. And uh, how many of us can testify to that fact that there's no perfect church, right? And we're not a perfect church either. And when we look in the scriptures at the epistles, the letters to these churches, what do we see? We see problems that are being addressed in those churches, right? Because we're human beings, uh, sinful people. And uh, unfortunately, the church would be great if it wasn't for the people, right? That's the biggest challenge is the people in the church. Otherwise, it'd be great. But... uh, Anyway, the, the, it was a, something, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? There were problems in the church right from the start. And so Paul was writing to them to address some of the numerous issues that were going on in that church. And so when you think about that, okay, here is a church that had so many problems, so many things going on, sinful things going on, wrong attitudes, wrong behaviors, not acting at all like followers of Jesus Christ. But listen to what God says to them through the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 9. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow, God is faithful. Isn't that incredible? Just think about that for a moment. This was arguably the most messed up church of all in the New Testament. And yet, what does God say to them through the Apostle Paul? Now, God certainly had some words of uh, instruction and admonishment for them, didn't he? Some words of correction. But before he says any of that, what does he say to them? How grace was given to them, that they had been enriched in every way so that they lacked no spiritual gift. But most importantly, here is the key. They had the promise that God would sustain them to the end and they would be guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. 
Here's this messed up church, right? And says, God is going to sustain you all the way to the end. The end of what? To the end of their lives, the end of the age. He was going to hold on to them. Even though some of them were walking away from him, he was not going to walk away from them because he is faithful. He would sustain them to the end and that they would then be guiltless on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, look, that church had problems and God was dealing with those problems. In fact, some of them had even physically died because of their sinful attitudes and behavior. But he's saying, all of that notwithstanding, they were still going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of the ages, guiltless, what? Saved, redeemed, forgiven, the gift of eternal life. Is that, is that amazing? Isn't that incredible? Think about that. And why was God going to do that? Did the Corinthians deserve to stand before God guiltless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ? No. Do we deserve to stand before God guiltless on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ? No, we don't. But we will. Why? Because God is, everybody say it, God is faithful. faithful. He's promised it. And if he's promised it, (laughs) there's no going back from that. He's going to do it. He's going to do what he promised. God is faithful. And he had called them into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. And he's faithful to us. He's called us into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. And he will hold us. He will sustain us to the end. And he will hold us guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus paid it all, didn't he? Jesus paid it all. So God is faithful. God is faithful. What does it mean to say that God is faithful? Well, to be faithful, a dictionary definition of faithful is faithful means reliable, steadfast, unwavering, adhering firmly and devotedly to a person, to a cause, Loyal, steadfast in affection or allegiance. Firm in adherence to promises or duty. And boy, that is God, isn't it? Reliable, steadfast, loyal, steadfast in affection and allegiance. You know, there's nothing that you and I could ever do that could change God's love and devotion for you, for me. And his promise to sustain us, to hold on to us to the end. Faithfulness is an attribute of God. That is, it is a a part of his nature. God cannot be unfaithful, can he? It's part of who he is. It's who he is as God, is to be faithful. And he can no no more be unfaithful than you or I could walk through this stone wall up here. It's not in our nature to walk through a stone wall, is it? We can't do it. Well, God cannot be unfaithful. Not in his nature. Are you thankful for that? I am. He cannot be unfaithful. So in what ways then is God faithful to us, to his people? Well, just a few things. God is Faithful to answer prayer. 
Psalm 143, verse 1 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. God promises when we pray, he hears, doesn't he? And he will answer. Now, we might not always like the answer, right? But he always hears and he always answers. You know, there's this expression I've heard a number of times, I'm sure you've heard about unanswered prayer. And we've probably even have said it at one time or another, unanswered prayer. But really, is that true? Is there actually any such thing as unanswered prayer? No, there isn't. Every prayer is answered. When we say unanswered, it's it's as if God is just ignoring or not paying any attention to it, and he doesn't even know we prayed. But that's not the case at all, right? When we say unanswered, I think what we're really meaning is when God doesn't do what we want, when we want, we call that unanswered. You know, God always answers, doesn't he? God always answers prayer. He's faithful to do that. Also, God is faithful to keep us from temptations that are too great for us. How many believe that? that? That we may feel like, oh man, I'm just overwhelmed by this temptation, and yet, no, the word of God tells us that he will keep us from being tempted beyond what we are able to bear. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. God is faithful to answer prayer. He's faithful to keep us from being tempted beyond what we can bear. God is also faithful to forgive, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Isn't that good to know? God is faithful to his character even when we are not faithful. I, I hate to, to tell you this. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to come as a big surprise to you, but you know what? I have not always been faithful to God, entirely 100% loyal and faithful to God the way he is to me. I have failed sometimes. All of us have, haven't we? But God will never fail you. He tells us in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Right? That's his nature. Even when we fail, even when we blow it, he remains faithful to us. Did I hear Dada? Yeah, he's our... He's our, uh, he's our loving Heavenly Father, right? Abba Father, who's faithful to us. Here's another thing. God is faithful to sanctify us completely and make us blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. First Thessalonians, we read about that too in the Corinthians just a moment ago. But listen, listen, First Thessalonians 5. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and he will, And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. And finally, then, just one, there are many we could could talk about here, this last one. God is faithful to fulfill all his promises. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold tightly without wavering 
to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Our hope. We've talked about hope many times in this church, haven't we? What is our hope? Our hope is not a wish or a desire that may or may not come true. Hope, biblically, is an absolute sure promise, a guarantee of God, backed up by his almighty power and his good and faithful character. What is our biblical hope? Well, it's many things, but we have talked on a number of occasions on these things. It's, it's eternal life. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, right now you have eternal life. You will never, yes, you will physically die if you, if, before Jesus comes. You will physically die, but you will never die spiritually. You will go into his presence and you will experience the reality of eternal life. Because someday God's going to call you home, right? And you will stand before him with eternal life and with perfect righteousness. Scriptures tell us when we believe in Christ, we're in union with him, we are given the gift of his own righteousness, holiness. Also, so there's eternal life, perfect righteousness, the resurrection of the body. We are not going to live forever as disembodied spirits floating around in some ethereal place called heaven. We are going to live in glorified, resurrected bodies like the Lord Jesus Christ on a new earth. Heavenly reward. That's part of our hope. God says what we do for him will never be forgotten. And our labor in the Lord is never in vain. He sees, he remembers, he will reward. And lastly, then the new earth. God isn't just redeeming human beings. He's making the whole creation new, isn't he? So we are going, we're not going to live forever in heaven. We're going to live forever with God on a new earth, on a physical new earth and physical glorified bodies. And that's our hope. God is faithful to fulfill. And this, this isn't wishful thinking, folks. This is the sure and certain promise of God, and He is faithful. You know what? God has been faithful to us. He's been faithful to me. He's been faithful to you. But He has been faithful to us, to Wonder Lake Bible Church. I'd like us to reflect for just a minute on, on that. There's a lot of things I could tell you about how God has proven Himself faithful. One of those is that He has always provided for our needs. He's always provided for our needs. You know, I don't think there was ever a time when there was a need that came up that was, it was not met. He has always proven himself faithful to meet our needs. And I have to tell you, there have been a number of times, board members, past board members, you can testify to this. It's incredible where we would come to the end of a fiscal year and we would look at all of our expenses of the year and then we would look at, how, at the receipts, how much came in for that. And there were times it was probably within a a few dollars, right? I mean, it was that close sometimes, but they were always met. And now God has gone above and beyond that of late. There's more on that. We'll talk about that more another Sunday. But God is doing something. He has something in mind for this church. Because he's not only met our needs, but there's actually many churches have really struggled through the COVID era. 
God has blessed abundantly through the COVID era. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do next going forward from here. So he's always provided for our needs. How many of you can testify to amazing answers to prayer over the years that we have seen right here in our people, right? Or how about this one? I've told you before that we're not a perfect church. You know, and there is uh, something that is, uh, um, it, it has been hurtful as we think about the history of our church, that our church has gone through some difficult times. And there were some occasions, now this was many years ago now, but there have been some difficult times when the church experienced significant problems with unity. And there were splits in the church. But God patiently upheld us through those and kept us together through that. You know, and I have to say, I think now, I've been here 21 years now. I don't think there's been one in 21 years. Now, maybe, I don't think so. I don't think we've had significant problems like that in 21 years. And I am thankful to God for that. Here's some other things I'm thankful for in this church. These are some of the things that I'm thankful for about our church. And these things are true because God has been faithful to us. One is, is there's a strong history of solid doctrine and biblical faithfulness, being faithful to the Word of God. We call it Wonder Lake Bible Church, right? We're not perfect. We don't always and have not always lived up to everything this Word teaches us. But it's always been our standard. We've not deviated from that, of holding that up, of endeavoring to hold it up. Solid doctrine and biblical faithfulness. Another thing I'm very thankful for our church is just the amazing show of love and support for one another whenever there was a need. Whenever there was a need, how the people, how you of all, I've seen it many times, how you rally around that person or that family. Another thing I'm thankful for is the Iwana ministry. You know, it's incredible. It's, it started as a Sunday school ministry, an outreach to children in this community in 1945. And then we became one of the first churches to adopt a WANA ministry when that began in the 1950s, I believe, right? I'm looking at my resident historian, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I think it was in the 50s that we became an Awana church, right? Pioneer Girls, okay, close enough. But it was the beginning of it right there, right? So, but that Awana history and how that has grown and how you have been so faithful to that over all these years. I can't tell you how many times I, I you know, run into people all the time out in the community and sometimes even as, you know, I, I have the privilege of serving as a chaplain with the fire department and I've been out on a number of calls and, and talking with people there and I can't tell you how many times when they hear, you know, from, that I'm from Wonder Lake Bible Church and say, oh, and they'll say, oh, I went there as a kid, I went to Awana or we send our kids there. You know how often that happens? Practically every other call, that happens, right? You have touched this community through that Awana ministry more than you know. So I'm thankful to God for that. Another thing I'm very thankful for is a strong history of support for missions, for world missions. That was true from the beginning. It is true today. There have been 
dozens of missionaries that our church has helped to support over the years. So I want to just share some quick thoughts uh, with you from some of our missionaries on this occasion. First one is Janet Loshbaugh Cohn. Uh, She is the daughter of Flora Loshbaugh, who is a charter member of the church, and she writes, Dear friends at Wonder Lake Bible Church, my mom of the Jack and Flora Loshbaugh vintage got a letter from Linda asking her to write up some of her memories for the 75th anniversary of WLBC. Mom wanted me to write something too. And I remember well attending there on furloughs with my family, but didn't know she was actually a charter member. Frank Anderson was the pastor when they were first there, but the pastor I remember is Pastor Richard Wright. My folks were missionaries in the Belgian Congo and were supported by this church their whole 35 years overseas. When I was one year old before leaving for Belgium for language study and then Africa, the church had a special send-off for my folks. They gave my family pots and pans, cookie sheets, linens, etc., all the things you couldn't get in Congo at the time. And I remember mom telling me that Ruth Boardwell, who was on the committee planning the event, told mom that she told the ladies, don't buy cheap kitchenware and linens for Flo. She is going where nothing is available, and she needs good quality household items only. I believe that word for word. How many of you believe that 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 happened? (laughs) Because I can tell you that's exactly what would happen today, right? That's what, exactly what would happen today. And so Jan goes on to say, I can vouch for what they gave my parents as we followed them in missions, and they passed all of that on to us. Good, sturdy, revere wear, heavy cookie sheets, silverware, etc. It was all warmly loved, cared for, and prayed for by WLBC. My personal memories of the church are from when we were on furlough. I was in fifth grade in Woodstock, and we traveled as a family of six every Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday evening from our farm on the other side of Woodstock to Wonder Lake for church. Mrs. George Brabenick was the original, or was the organist and played the organ so joyfully. My grandma Lashbaugh was the kindergarten Sunday school teacher there for years, and the small children loved her. My teacher had us memorizing Bible verses each week, which have stood me in good stead for many years. We kids were active in the youth group, which included children from the Nitz family, Pastor Wright's family, the Brabenick family, another Wright family, and others I can't remember. And there was a good camaraderie between all the youth, and we had great times together. All my memories of that period of my life were happy. We had a close-knit church family. And those were the years that people from the church showed up at the airport when we left for Africa or returned to the USA. There was always a greeting committee at the airport. We felt very loved and cared for. Wonder Lake Bible Church has had a significant impact on my life spiritually, and I am sure it is the same for many others. And I thank God for that happy period of my life and for the friends he gave me there. Blessings, Kim and Jan Cohn. There's another message from Carol King, a brief message from Carol. Um, WLBC supported Carol and her husband Wayne when they served as missionaries for many years in Nazareth, Israel. And she says, Dear friends, thanks so much for your letter, letting me know about your special Sunday coming up this week. Thank you, Lord, for those 75 years you have given WLBC. And I wish I could join you in your celebration, but sadly I can no longer drive that distance. 
I am thinking that it must have been when you, WLBC, were about 15 years old that my husband, now in heaven with Jesus, came to your area and conducted many five-day clubs in your members' backyards. About two years later, just before we were married, he brought me to meet many of you, and most of those people are now with Wayne around the feet of Jesus. And then several years later, as we left for Israel, some of the members, and then you as a church, began to support us. How I thank the Lord for all of you and for your faithfulness to him and his kingdom over all these years. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and use you to advance his kingdom until Jesus returns to take us to glory. Carol King. P.S. Thanks for the lovely bookmarks. So we sent her some bookmarks too. So. Also, I've mentioned Don and Bea Foster are two of our missionaries serving in France. And we are helping them now with this Ukrainian refugee project. As I said, they'll be hosting 12 refugees very soon. So we're going to be helping them with that. And also, Don is going to be with us then on July 3rd. And so uh, he and they thank you. Uh, send along their congratulations on our anniversary, and Don will be with us on July 3rd then to tell us more about what's going on with this Ukrainian refugee project. As I said, we also have uh, two of our missionaries, Doug and Sherry Anderson, are with us here today, and I've asked they might like to come up and just say a few words. Doug promised it would be no more than 45 minutes, uh, so, okay, it wasn't that. Okay. He's not kidding. I actually did promise it wouldn't be more than 45 minutes. Yeah, uh, Sherry and I go way back with Wonder Lake here. Um, I first came here in 1967, and I think you're about 65 or something like that. And uh, we got married right here, 46, almost 46 years ago, just about right in this spot. Imagine that. Both of us were 10 years old, and it's just... Anyway, well, maybe we're a little older now. Anyway, it's good to be here with all of you, and I love this theme on faithfulness. I think in Psalm 36, where the psalmist said that God's faithfulness, his steadfast love reaches to the heavens, and his faithfulness to the clouds, and uh, we found that true in our life. And we work in uh, north-central British Columbia in western Canada. We, uh, we work with UAM. In, in the United States, it's called United Indian Mission. We've changed the name in Canada to United Indigenous Ministries just because the word Indian is uh, not politically correct in Canada. That's Canada's several things different there. But anyway, um, but we work with uh, First Nations people or North American Indian people. The group we work with is actually the Wet'suwet'en people in the village of Wet'suwet'en. It used to be called Morristown, but now it's Wet'suwet'en. And... Uh, we work with a, a church there called Kaya Bible Fellowship. Kaya just means village in the Wet'suwet'en language. And, uh, yeah, we were impacted by COVID as well. Um, up there, many, many restrictions that actually seem to be more severe than here, from what I hear. And in fact, it wasn't until February of this year that we were able to meet together again as a church. And so we've been spending a lot of time on Zoom our meeting's been on, on Zoom, but it has actually been good for the church. We have grown in numbers because of Zoom. We had really good turnouts every week on our Zoom meetings. We learned that singing, group singing on Zoom is a disaster. Um, 
We have, we have now established this new tradition. It's called happy birthday. If somebody have a birthday, everybody takes your, your mute off and you sing happy birthday on Zoom. And it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Unforgettable. But anyway, uh, but now we've started meeting together again as a church as of since February. And uh, we have some challenges um, because one of the focuses that we are having in, in Kaya is that we want our church to be a church known for the love of Christ, but we also want to be a church that's known for the people that live in the area all meeting together and loving one another as followers of Jesus. And that's a significant situation because um, with the native population, quite a large native population and white population, there's a lot of division between those two groups of people. There's a lot of walls over the years that have continued to exist. But we have been praying as a church and together, white and native, that um, we would truly love one another. There, there are very big differences in cultures between those two groups and history that has caused a lot of bitterness over the years. And so we're praying, that's one of our prayer requests that we leave with you, is just pray that Kaya Bible Fellowship, that the believers there would love one another as Christ has loved us. That, that, that is our trademark as a Christian. Jesus said, you know, know you're my disciples by how you love one another. And so we're praying for that in our church. We're seeing it happen, even with the, the differences. Like I, I noticed when we were starting out this morning, you had the countdown clock, you know, as far as, you know, when the service was going to start. At Kaya, we have a calendar just hangs on the wall. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot of differences in the culture. That's a small one. But, um, but anyway, but our prayer is that we truly love one another. We're seeing that happen. One of the things that's happened is uh, we're, we're um, starting to learn Bible verses together, both in English and Wet'suwet'en language. And uh, that's, that's been a neat thing uh, to see the white people trying to speak what's out the language, and um, yeah, it's been good. So while we're away, we have a bunch of people that are taking a service, and today um, there's a guy, um, what's out the man, his name is Darren George, and just in ending this little segment, I'd like us maybe to pray together for Darren, because our service is going to start in half an hour up there, and Darren is going to be leading it, and uh, so I'd just like us to pray together for Darren um, he's a very good friend of mine, and um, he's going to be leading the service up there. And our son, uh, Matthew, our youngest son, uh, he's going to be leading the music. So I'd just like to pray for Darren right now. Heavenly Father, we just praise your name this morning that you are faithful. You are so faithful to us. I thank you for the faithfulness that you've shown to Sherry and I and to this church over these many years. And Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness that you've shown to Kaya Fellowship in Morristown, even through the bumps and difficulties we've had over the years. Lord, we just want to lift up Darren George to you today. We pray, Lord God, that as he brings a message, that, Lord, you would just give him a clarity of thought and that your word would go out with power today to that group of believers there in Whitset. Pray for Matthew as he leads the singing, and Amy, and just pray that you would strengthen them, and uh, that it would be a great time, encouraging time of worship. Lord, I thank you for this church here, and I thank you for how you have been so faithful to all of us here over these many years. 
I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. So what? Now, that's not a reflection on you, Doug. So what? I always do that, right? Toward the end of the, of the, of the message here. So what? What difference does all this make? Well, I want to take us back to where we started, and that is because God is faithful, let us be faithful to Him. Let us be faithful to God's calling. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. God has been faithful. Let us be faithful to that calling. What is that calling? It's that upward call of God in Christ Jesus to walk in the righteousness that he has given us in in him. Humility, gentleness, patience, love, maintaining the unity of the Spirit. You know, we don't have to create unity. It's already been created for us in the Spirit. What we need to do is work to maintain the unity in the Spirit. Let us be faithful to God's calling. Let us be faithful to God's mission. Every missionary knows these verses, don't they, Doug and Sherry? Matthew 28, 18 to 20, the Great Commission. says what? And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, all the peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So as we are going, make disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit, and teach them to observe Help them grow up, grow up in the faith. Teach them to observe all that I have commanded you, and here's the promise. And behold, Jesus says, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's faithful. And then finally then, let us be faithful. Let us be faithful to God's word. The scriptures, God's word. Let us be faithful to his word. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord remains forever. Amen. The word of our Lord remains forever. You know, there are many challenges coming our way. The cultural winds are blowing harder and harder against God's church. But I stand before you now to tell you of my commitment and our commitment as a church that whatever the culture may decide, wherever it may go, we are going to stand firm in God's word here. It may come at a cost. 
But we'll pay that cost to be loyal, to be faithful to God's word. You know, there's a poem I love by a man named John Clifford. I, first, I found this, uh, this poem in, in my mom's Bible many years ago. My mom is with the Lord. It's uh, hard to believe it's been 17 years now, you know, since then. But uh, she is with the Lord now. I found this poem in her Bible. I read this poem at her funeral. And uh, I'd like to share it with you about God's word and standing firm on God's word. It's called the anvil, the anvil of God's word. You know, blacksmiths, how they have that big, big chunk of, of, of uh, metal there, the anvil, and they, and they beat on that thing. to. to well, it says here, this poem says, Last eve... I paused beside the blacksmith's door and heard the anvil ring the vesper chime. Then looking in, I saw upon the floor old hammers worn with beating years of time. How many anvils have you had, said I, to wear and batter all these hammers so? Just one, said he, and then with twinkling eye, The anvil wears the hammers out, you know. And so I thought, the anvil of God's word, for ages skeptic blows have beat upon, yet though the noise of falling blows was heard, the anvil is unharmed, the hammers gone. We're going to stand firm on the anvil of God's word here. You know, there was um, a time some years ago, I was thinking about, uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a movement among some, and I don't say this to criticize others and the, the decisions they made, but you notice a lot of churches started changing their name, you know, and, and to the, the different, more trendy, <laughs> dare I say, kinds of names. And that's okay if they want to do that. And, you know, and I kind of thought about that for a while here. You know, maybe we need to get with the times and change our name to something trendy and cool sounding to get the young people in, you know. And by the way, we want young people in here, don't we? But, and, you know, so part of it is like, you know, the, so the, the name, maybe we should change it, you know, some name here. And, and I was thinking about that. And all of a sudden I thought, you know what? No, we're not changing our name. Our name is Wonder Lake. Bible Church. Wonder Lake is the community where we live, that we love, where we serve. Bible, this is who we are. We're not changing our name, and we're not changing our commitment to it. So we thank God for his faithfulness to us these 75 years. Let us be faithful to him, faithful to his calling, faithful to his mission, and faithful to his word. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this wonderful day we've had to celebrate here. Thank you for our missionaries that we've heard from, and Doug and Sherry. And Lord, we pray not only for that service that's about to begin at at Kaya, but also, though, Lord, we pray for them and thank you for their many years of faithful service. They have been faithful because you were faithful to them, Lord. And so, God, we pray that you would meet their needs, that you would keep them safe as they continue in their journeys and their travels, visiting, supporting churches. God, I pray that you, as we give thanks to you, Lord, that we would remain faithful to you, faithful to your calling, faithful to the mission, 
faithful to the word, your word. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information about Wonder Lake Bible Church, visit wlbiblechurch.org.